Hello, 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 loves. Happy day of love if you celebrate. Happy lovely day if you don't. It's your girl, Kimmy Michelle, and this is Off the Dome, seasoned verbal fellatio on love, spirituality, and everything in between. If you've been tuning in, then you know that these are part personal reflections, part insight, part healing, and the occasional laugh in between. And I think it's important for me to note that just because it's V-Day and I'm single, it doesn't mean I'm bitter. And this is not going to be a bitter episode. So if you were looking for that, I can't help you. If you haven't caught on by now, I love love. But also, I think that as I move through each episode and I share a bit more, that I provide some color and context to the things so that when I start hitting y'all with the esoteric, insightful musings, it'll make more sense. Cool? Cool. All right, y'all, feel free to get comfortable, go on and get your popcorn or your fruit or whatever your preferred snack of choice is and your favorite beverage of choice, because we are about to get into a little bit of tea and a whole lot of insight. Let me go then. So I had promised in a previous episode, it might be the Valentine's Day one I did last week. I don't remember (laughs) that I was going to start a story like this. So here we go. Picture it. New York City, 2004, or maybe 2005. Can you tell I'm a Golden Girls fan? Anyway, I had just finished taking my road test, but I was not really there. In fact, I was mentally miles away, and I'm genuinely shocked that I made it through the test okay, if I had to be honest. I kept running through the conversation that I'd had the night before with one of my closest friends, the one where she told me, you know they've still been sleeping together for years right? The they would be a former friend of mine and the person who I was seeing. Now, there are a few things that I should probably note here, right? One, I was not in a relationship with him at the time. Situationship? Sure, why not? On again, off again, remember? But also a years, right? Which means while we were actually still together. Two, Why didn't I ask questions about the sort of reason you waited to tell me this was... And then there's a squared, if that's a thing. Said friend offered to help me learn how to drive. I'm not going to go into all the particulars per se. I think that's enough to work with for now, right? But what I will go into is the immediate aftermath of my test, when after she praised me for my accomplishments, I said, thank you. So when were you going to tell me that you've been sleeping with him all this time? I really wanted to know, like, I wasn't trying to be funny or anything, I swear. I genuinely wanted to know. And I didn't go into a bunch of shenanigans about it either. I didn't call him cussing and carrying on. I probably should have, but I didn't. We weren't together anymore. I probably mentally pinned it or something. I also forgave her. But yes, I definitely stopped being her friend after that. Why does that story matter today, oh friends of the Kimmy Michelle? Tech time, my darlings, I come in just, just now. So one of the things that my close friend, the one who told me, had been talking about just before that revelatory drop was about technique and experience and things. And don't tell me that you ain't never talked with your homies about your experiences and things. But anyway... I remember talking to her about something I had done or used to do, and I was, well, proud. 
And we were laughing about it before that revelation, which I still don't exactly remember how it even came up. But I know it was related to something that we were talking about. But anyhow, I remember laying in bed that night, looking up at the ceiling, counting the little flowers in the old wallpaper in my room, wondering to myself what I had done or not done. Maybe that thing I had done wasn't that good after all. Shit, maybe I wasn't good enough. I remember I didn't cry though. Remember, a masterful emotional compartmentalista. It's a word, okay? Alright, fine, it's a chemism. But I've been that way for decades, so into the closet the emotions behind it went. I introduced y'all to the closet in the first episode, right? And listen, y'all, that closet was next level pretty in there, man. It was teal and yellow with all these cool bins for all the different things that I didn't have time for because, well, full-time single mom with a full-time job and full-time responsibilities. I don't have time. Period. So, no, I didn't cry. Also, there's no crying in baseball. I don't know what that had to do with anything, y'all. But Tom Hanks had said it in one of my favorite movies, so it has to be true. Come on now. It works here somehow. Play along. What I did commit to, though, being the best at whatever I put my hands on. And that includes the time behind closed doors. I remember hearing when I was growing up, excuse me, in a number of conversations that I very clearly had ear hustled, that not fulfilling in the bedroom was the number one reason that guys cheat. And I was determined to not be cheated on again into the quote-unquote whole phase of my 20s which let me be very clear was anything but and that quotation from earlier is for the lack of sleeping around that happened as well as the fact that this is a pro ho h-e-a-u-x pro body autonomy podcast over here pin that i'll circle back another episode promise just trust me so anyhow the phrase that was not a sorry the phase jesus that was not a phase because as we have uncovered previously kimmy apparently does not know how to just date insert the neon sign of put me in a relationship here in my quest to ensure that i did everything that i could do to be that uncheated on girl i subconsciously doubled up on all the things that the blogs and others and things seemed to say were things that would avoid this very thing Hyper-independence that was already a thing since, well, childhood? Check. (laughs) Ambitious? Driven? Motivated? Check. Open to trying new things? Hello, Sagittarius? Check. (laughs) Act like a woman? Think like a man? Years before the book by Marjorie's husband came out? Double check. Come, come, come now. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. Ready? I still got cheated on. (laughs) Fast forward about, oh, 15 years. Jasmine Sullivan, my good sis in the hotel, drops her now Grammy-winning album, Hotels. See what I did there? Now, I love me some Jasmine Sullivan. Love. Especially because she's a bigger girl in an industry that is just now embracing us. So she drops this album, and one of the things she's always adamant about, even highlighting it in her speech after accepting her Grammy for R&B Album of the Year, was that she wrote the album to highlight 
and call out women standing in their power and owning who they are to move away from male patriarchal notions on what it means to be a good girl. And remember, I was already screaming when she won the award, mainly because it was so well overdue at that point. I started screaming even louder when she started talking because it was everything. We won't talk about when the neighbor called after that to make sure everything was all right because I was carrying on so. But it was. It was overdue. This love letter to women like us. So on the sequel album to this album, aptly called Hotels Motels, she's got this song called BPW. And there's a part in the song specifically when she says, even though we ain't official, you know I ain't no regular girl. So tell me whenever I'm with you, I got the best. Insert the title of the song here. I mean, come, come now. That's the John, right? Like that is the John. But baby, then when she starts talking about gas me up, Talk that shit to make me want to back it up. I damn near screamed again. This was me. This is me. In my 20s, perhaps now. And so on repeat, the song went for a while until one day, the part about even though we ain't official kicked into my mind on the back end. Pin that. Now, there was another song on her album, the one with our baby sis Ari called On It. And that song prompted me to create a whole private Facebook on, a whole private group on Facebook, Christmas, Jesus. (laughs) Y'all gotta forgive me. I created a whole private group on Facebook and it was for after hours talk. And it was designed to be a safe space for both men and women of color, as well as indigenous people to talk about the late and the hour things. From there, the group grew and we got to have all sorts of enlightening conversations All from a dope Jasmine and Ari song. If you haven't listened to the album, you really ought to. It's an instant classic. But one day, I got to thinking about all the reflections that I've already shared. And so I dropped the first question of the day in the private group chat. Have you ever been cheated on? How'd you know? I got mostly yes answers, of course. The hows varied, though. But they all stemmed from that intuitive ping that we sometimes get that we mostly ignore. Pin that too. The next day, of course, because I like to keep things balanced, Mars and Libra over here, I circled back with a follow-up question. Have you ever cheated? What made you decide to? Now, I was fully prepared for full-on shenanigans to ensue because even though I'd spent the better part of the year cultivating an intimately safe space for the people in the group, Cheating always triggers people one way or the other, even in the most elevated of spaces. And then, even though I had already asked about being cheated on, there was one thing I'd learned for sure, both in my own personal spaces of self-reflection, as well as from watching others in their relationship woes. People who have been cheated on like to buck back whenever someone talks about why they cheated. And sure, there were some minor shenanigans. I think my personal favorite was, no, but should have got my licks back. For the most part, it was pretty enlightening and eye-opening in a lot of ways. The biggest thing that came across was that they did it as payback for, well, being cheated on by the same person they were with. 
In other conversations we'd had, something that also came up was an inability to communicate effectively, especially in times of relationship struggles. Put these two things together and, well, cheating abound. For me, this was always interesting because I'd always been of the school of thought for, well, for all of that, why don't you just break up with the person? In my mind, and this is something that I had been thinking since high school, if you're unhappy enough with your partner to decide to want to be unfaithful to them, assuming you're in a committed relationship, pin bigly, pin bigly, tack it on to the other pin from the Marjorie's husband conversation. Why don't you just end it and then start over with a clean slate with a new person? It's not that simple, was usually the answer I got, to which I always replied, isn't it? Why exactly isn't it that simple? One of the many things I was able to learn from my group, as well as general interactions in other groups and like with other people in the dating world, is that communication, or the lack thereof, and ego are the two biggest problems that lead to cheating and that literally all roads lead back to those two basic things. Por ejemplo, when you wind up cheating to get back at your partner for cheating, clearly there's a massive communication breakdown. Your partner cheated. We'll go back to the whys of that in a second, but they did it and it's done. You are understandably upset. You may or may not have communicated your dissatisfaction, anger, outrage. Then your ego kicks in. Well, shit, I got something for that ass, right? Let's see how they like this one. As opposed to what exactly? If you're in a committed relationship pre-marriage, do you break down the whys? Do you tap into what made your partner cheat? And then, and of course, this is also assuming that you would like to stay with your partner. Do you opt to forgive? Picture me saying that in the biggest bold letters I can get and figure out how to rebuild trust, perhaps therapy. If you're married, do you see a marriage counselor? Assuming, once again, that you would like to stay with your partner. Opt for individual and couples therapy. How honest with yourself do you get with your partner? Can the trust be rebuilt? Are you being honest? That was a mouthful, I know. But those are all the things that I would like that will like cross my mind when I think about it. Then the next layer is, what if this relationship is emotionally developed on one side and stunted on the other? What if only one of you is ready to do the emotional labor to communicate effectively and keep the relationship together, especially after a betrayal? At what point do you decide to let go and move on? What's the trigger for that? Or does your ego kick in and say, Nah, I've invested too much time to just walk away. Or maybe I do not feel like starting over right now. I won't learn nobody knew nothing. Have you posted a whole story about your relationship on the bird app or the clock app or the camera app? And now you got 40,000 followers committed to the success of the relationship that you dead ass want to end? How honest with yourself do you get with your partner? When do you decide it's time to walk away? Are you being honest? See, communication and ego. Oh yeah, add lack of self-love to the mix. Insert personal storyline back into the script. This is me removing the push pins from those notes I asked you to pin way back when. In both of the major relationships in my life, 
and I used air quotes there, I stayed way past their expiration dates. We talking about years. The first go around, that relationship sometimes, situationship most times, drama all the time one, there was a child in the mix and I was young and inexperienced with no real examples of truly healthy romantic relationships to refer to or chat about. Sure, my parents have been married for decades and together even longer, but not only is their relationship indicative of a different time, also, I didn't have the relationship with I have, that I have with them now at 41, back then at 25. So in my mind, I just didn't want to have to deal with the idea of a stepfather and things for my child. I remember even like saying that aloud a few times. And just the idea of starting all over after five years, who the fuck wants to do that? The other part of that? I didn't know how to effectively communicate my grievances. I watched myself become this almost clingy, unassured version of herself, learning every single possible after-dark trick in the book, cooking anything and everything she could think of that he liked, maxing out her credit card to get him what he wanted and needed, only for the motherfucker to still go cheat. I still say God and all of my ancestral guides were the ones who slapped me upside the head and yanked me the fuck up out of there. But also, this is a reflection. He's not still a motherfucker now. The truth is, like I said before, he didn't screw up the relationship, situationship, whatever we're going to call the duration of it on his own. His behaviors were telling me for a while that he did not want to be in an exclusive relationship with me. But he too didn't know how to communicate that. And our mutual friends, not really wanting to get in the middle, stayed out of it. Plus, we were in our early 20s. And while I distinctly remember absolutely hating it when people would say, you're a baby, you don't know nothing yet. At 41, I realized now they were right about some of that. Baby, y'all good sis was clueless, and I don't mean the movie. The other relationship? It actually was a relationship. Sort of. I'll explain more about that another time. But I'd reached the two and a half year point in the whole thing, and I had irrefutable proof that he cheated on me. And I know you probably think that this is where I cussed him out clean, 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 right? <laughs> it is to laugh, darlings. Remember I had said insert lack of self-love into the mix? By that point in my life, there were so many other things happening. I'd finally embarked on my dream career as a chef and it was a lot harder than I thought. My baby was a teenager and in full-on teenager blues mode. My grandmother had just passed. There was just way too much shit happening all at once for me to add leave shitty boyfriend into the mix. Plus he apologized copiously with big tears and all. And for a short time, I believed that he was genuinely sorry. I believed that he was ready to take on the emotional labor that was required to make this work. Plus he was my crush from a long time back, right? How could this not be fate? Kismet. Add ego into that pot. And then I started noticing little by little that the things that I thought would finally start to shift hadn't shifted. And so I would timidly ask questions. I was completely disregarding every angel, every guide, every divine force around me that was literally screaming like you might do to hear over the big speak out of Solcafet. Um, leave. Leave. Grab your kitty and run. The hell are you doing? 
And those questions never really answered. In fact, in some cases, I got a textbook gaslit answer. That lack of self-love and ego had found each other in the club, holding hands and talking about, you could be anywhere you wanted, but you decided to be here with me, like Ursher Baby and Mrs. Carter. There I stayed. Until around my birthday, about, oh, two years later. Y'all know the one. The one with the store-bought, undecorated birthday cake and a smile. It was like someone had lifted the veil from my eyes. Or like in The Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy and him get to the wizard, and there's this little diminutive man behind a green curtain with smoke and mirrors. I promise you it took me two months just to forgive myself for not even noticing it before. Then it took another two months to talk myself into finally being honest with myself. One more month for me to realize that even the buns were no longer enough and that if I had to be completely honest with myself finally, that they had not been enough in a long time. And then there was the day after the day that I had surprised him with an elegant after-hours surprise and I had the revelation the following day that this, insert redacted word here, was still cheating. F the buns, he's still going to cheat. The end. That's it. Fast forward about four years to the panini press of the decade, and I actually got an opportunity for, well, closure. Interesting, right? And I realized the other half of the coin. I was told that I had never had anyone love me unconditionally, anyone that saw me completely, and it became all too much of a standard to meet. And he didn't know how to say that. Communication. And the other girl? She was easy. Or rather, it was easy. They didn't have to meet a seemingly impossible standard with them. Self-imposed, of course. So, that's what they did. Also, they felt like they had something to offer that they couldn't offer me. Not with my career trajectory. Ego. Add in a healthy dose of their own self-love struggles that aren't necessary to share because that's not my story to tell. And here lies the demise of that relationship. Self-reflection and healing is not a daily process. It is brutal sometimes. There is a healthy dose of grace that is involved, but also accountability. And it actually is a daily process. I'm sorry, I misspoke on that. In another episode, I'll touch on that. But let the record show that the one thing I knew for certain that I did wrong in the last relationship is just that. I forced it into being a relationship and that man was not ready. I know this because he said so. And you could argue that he was a grown man in his 30s and should be able to communicate effectively that he don't want to, right? Sure I could. But sexy time. That damn sexy time always manages to screw things up and confuse the things. That said, I'm just grateful for the self-reflection and the grace and the healing. Did I unpin everything that I pinned earlier? Let me think. I think I did. But even if I didn't, I think that's enough to leave you with for the next go around. Make sure you join us in the Off Top Facebook group for the exclusive group chat on all the tea and the reflection spilled. Until next time, beloved. Besos.